All right. Welcome to another episode of Average at Best, episode number three. Um, today is day 48 without sports, I believe. I think when, when we post this, it'll be day 50, good old day 50 without sports. But although we've had no live sports, we did have the draft last week. We gave our NFL draft preview last week, and then we had the draft over the weekend. And surprisingly, nothing went wrong. Uh, We predicted some pretty bad technical difficulties. Um, You know, old owners and GMs with their face three feet, or I'm sorry, three inches from the camera. But I think the oldest guy I saw during the draft weekend was Jerry Jones. And sure enough, good old Jerry sitting on his yacht. Um, So I guess that leads us into some of these draft setups. Um, What were you guys' favorite draft setups over the weekend? I know we saw some pretty funny ones. Well, I mean, first of all, Jerry Jones was out here looking like a James Bond villain. (laughs) Okay. An old white dude sitting on a $250 million yacht. I mean, he put him in the next James Bond movie. Oh, well, the best part was, like, he couldn't even bother himself to, like, hold up his own phone. Like, I think he had, well, she was really young looking. I just assume it's his wife. You oh, know, yeah, probably, no like, doubt. You know, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> like, she, he couldn't even bother himself to hold up his phone to make his pick. She was, like, holding his phone up to his mouth <laughs> on speakerphone. So that that's what money does for you, I guess. Um, oh. But... Yeah, and then you also had uh, Mike Vrabel and whatever setup he had let's, going on. Let's just call it a debacle of whatever <laughs> he just had. It was strange. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he had Frozone, <laughs> a, a mullet, and his son embraced yeah, the bait, well, possibly taking a poop, but oh, he oh, claims sure. well, he claims he was on a stool. He was on a bar stool, so okay. Yeah. Mm, I don't think you have your pants around your ankles just sitting on a bar stool in the kitchen, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, we don't know what happens at the Rabel household. <laughs> That's true. Apparently yeah. a lot of things. Um, and then you also, I, have, I like Belichick. Oh, I was just about to say that. Yeah. He had his, so at, obviously at first, you know, you see all these elaborate setups, these crazy setups, and then you see, you see Belichick and he's just sitting at his, at his kitchen table, got his laptop pulled up. You know, no big deal. And then about halfway through, his dog is sitting in the chair. So. I would, I want, I want to think. You know, I, I just want to believe this. Obviously, it's not true, but I just want to believe that Belichick's dog just like accidentally hitting, like in a fantasy draft, just accidentally hitting a random person, <laughs> and it and it just happened to be a Division Two safety <laughs> Steelers That's- draft. Yeah, that, that could be the only logical explanation for that pick. I remember seeing that pick, and I'm like, this guy played where? Yeah. but It, it, was, it was the most Patriots slash Belichick pick oh, yeah. at all time. You Absolutely. know, it's like, you're like, wait, who just picked them? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, the Patriots took him? Oh, he's he, you know he's good. Yeah. Okay. Like, if any other team would have taken him, you'd have been like, what are they doing? But <laughs> it's the Patriots. You're like, oh, this dude's a stud, no doubt. Right. Oh, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it's like when you're watching the NBA draft and that random foreign player gets drafted as the average <laughs> fan. You're like, what the hell? Who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's pretty accurate. Um, and then we also had we had Roger Goodell. Um, he started off the night, you know, in his in his little man cave standing up, um, you know, in his suit announcing the picks. And by pick like 20. You know, it, the draft's been already going on for two and a half hours almost. And he was in his quote-unquote comfy chair that he watches his games in. And he slowly went from standing in a suit to sitting down in the sweater vest to legs kicked up, lean back. Yeah, and I awesome. just imagine, I imagine that every time the camera cut away from him, it was like, in between every pick, it was like he refilled his glass of wine like every time. And, you know, I mean, as the commissioner, that's got to get pretty boring. And, you know, Roger Goodell, knowing the type of guy he is, he's not drinking anything besides like a nice red. 
Um, and I'm sure he's got like a nice little wine cellar down there in the man cave. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. A, so, cu- a couple, a couple things on the Roger Goodell thing. First of all, when he started to like lean back in the chair, get real nice <laughs> and comfy, he looked <laughs> to me, he looked like a dad who was about to fall asleep with the TV on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's oh, like yeah. grandpa on Thanksgiving, you know, like yep. after everyone's eaten and then he yep. just kicks his legs up and then he's gone. Also, I'm pretty sure that Roger Goodell just struggles to be a human. Yeah. There were some pretty um, awkward encounters. <laughs> he is yeah. a robot. Confirmed. Yeah, he is. I mean, when he made the like the comment about, oh, this is my comfy chair, though, I watch NFL football. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and well, like the, way, the way he addressed like the crowd after every pick, he'd be like, oh, come on, come on. Yeah. It was just no. so freaking awkward. So am I the only one that noticed that his comfy chair that he sits in to watch football was facing away from his TV? Yes. <laughs> so I mean, like, maybe he just turned it for the draft, you know, yeah. okay. from the camera I'll setup. give him the benefit of the doubt there. Yeah, that, I guess that's fair. Um, I, my biggest thought on Goodell was, like, you got to have a better place in your house to shoot that draft. Like, yeah. that looked like a, someone's grandma's basement. <laughs> I mean, like, what are you doing? You You're, know the house is huge. you got to have a better spot than that. And why was he not eating any of the M&Ms? Yeah, that, that is I cool. mean, that thing would have been, I mean, that first round lasted forever. That I mean, painful. three and a half hours, right? Oh, at least, yeah. I mean, that whole thing of M&Ms would have been absolutely demolished. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. And it was barely touched. Yeah. Very um, disappointed. Yeah. I mean, his, his setup wasn't what I expected, you know, being the commissioner of the NFL. So you do have a good point there. Um, but yeah, so mo- moving on from some of these, uh, these setups and stuff. So we'll actually talk about what actually happened in the draft. Um, there were a few surprises in the draft. I feel like for the most part, the first round, um, on Thursday night went pretty much like as expected by the book. Um, weren't really too many trades. Of course, the Patriots traded out of their pick, but that's not really surprising, but overall, what was each one of you guys's, in your own opinion, um, the biggest surprise from the draft, either round one or the, the draft as a whole? My my biggest surprise, I mean, it wasn't too crazy, but Isaiah Simmons dropping all the way to number eight uh, to the Cardinals, I thought was, it kind of blew my mind. I mean, the Giants could have taken him at four. I get that the Giants obviously you know, need a line and they're struggling there in that part. But like I, like I said last week, uh, Isaiah Simmons, I think was one of the biggest locks of the draft. And for him to drop all the way to eight is kind of a steal. I mean, I think that was a pick where the Cardinals just said, you know, Oh shit, this guy's still available. You know, we're going to snatch him up. Yeah. So, I mean, that yeah, was my sure. biggest surprise. Yeah. I think, I think he fell so far just because this was a pretty offensive line, heavy draft and a lot of teams needed to protect I mean, a lot of those teams in the top 10 already have their franchise quarterback who's pretty young, and now it's just a matter of protecting them. So I feel like that's probably why he um, fell where he did. But um, Alex, what was your biggest surprise of the draft? Um, Honestly, the biggest surprise, and it kind of back to last week's podcast, was Damon Arnett going that early. Um, That was But you predicted it. I mean, you're the one that said he was underrated. I mean, I, I did, but I like. I mean, it just felt good. It was like, wow, I actually, maybe know what I'm so talking Alex's about. Alex's biggest here. surprise was Alex being right on something. Sports <laughs> I I stand by it, but that was really surprising to be honest with you. Apparently, John Gruden and I um, are on the same wavelength here, so I'm going to be heading out to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I will say I was pretty surprised that that he jumped into the first round. I mean, I think. He's probably a fringe, you know, first round, maybe, you know, mid to late second round talent at the latest. So, you know, it was a little surprising that he went so early, but, you know, that's he could end up being pretty productive. Um, yeah. But, Andrew, your biggest surprise of the draft? Um, so I, I had two of them. The first one was, like, just for the overall draft, what were the Packers doing? Oh, yeah. That's – I mean, I mean they just – <laughs> I mean, they just, I'll let you go into more detail about them then. Um, but I thought they just failed miserably. Yeah. Um, but my big one is the Patriots not taking a quarterback, which means two things, I, th- I think. Tank for Trevor. Either, either they're tanking for Trevor yep. or Cam Newton's going there. 
One of the two. Ooh. They're either getting Cam this year or they're tanking for Trevor next year. Well, um, I, so I, I think it's one of those two for the for the Patriots. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what the Packers were thinking. Yeah. Well, so speaking of the Patriots, so I know that it, there was a you know it's swirling around that they could possibly get Jameis Winston, um, which Bill Belichick with Jameis Winston that would have just been outrageous. But Jameis isn't smart enough for no Bill. Uh, no. Um, so. Anyway, but yeah, I forgot that Cam Newton's still out there, and because Jameis Winston just signed with the Saints as their backup right. just today. So yeah, I mean, well, third be, string, right? Yeah, basically. I mean, I, I do have a feeling Jason that Hill. I have a feeling that the Patriots, you know, are going to have a below average year and then end up, you know, being one of the top ten picks and somehow getting Trevor Lawrence next year, which that would just be a nightmare scenario. Or but, Fields. Yeah, I mean, that's true. There are, you know, both of them next year are going to be up there. So I guess if you don't yeah. get one, you're probably going to get the other. Um, but, yeah, so anyway, my biggest surprise of the draft was the Packers taking Jordan Love. What yeah. What were they thinking? I don't understand. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he – I feel like he's still, you know, although he's late in his career, he's still in the, kind of like the last year maybe or two of his prime. So, like, he's going to give you at least another three or four productive years, I would think. So Yeah, I thought they had to go out and get him some help. Yeah. Oh, so mean, give him I, some receivers. I mean, I, I saw a stat earlier. It might have been yesterday or today, but the number of touchdown passes thrown to first-round picks, and Peyton Manning led everybody with, like, 270 or 280. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Rodgers has thrown one touchdown pass his entire career to a first round uh pick. What? Yeah, That's well, so one. And the thing is, it he wasn't I don't know who it was, but he I know he wasn't drafted by the Packers. He must have come in from somewhere else because in Aaron Rodgers' entire career as the starting quarterback for the Packers, they have not taken an offensive skill player in the first round. So that's receiver, running back, tight end. Jeez. Never. Yeah. So and, and didn't they trade up to get love? Exactly. Yeah. So that's okay. Yeah. Like that was a surprise. Like they traded up. Like they wanted him. Like yes, we need this quarterback. It it doesn't make sense because I feel like he's got you know a good chunk of years left where if they can surround him with some help, they can you know possibly make one more Super Bowl push. And like honestly, this is the best comparison I can come up with. It feels like either the Packers are just ready to be done with them. Maybe they're going to move on from them in the next couple of years, but it seems like, you know, that, that seventh grade relationship where, you know, y- you really don't want to be the bad person and like break up with the other. So you try and just like really make them mad or like do something that is going to piss them off. So they break up with you. So then you're not the bad guy. So, mm-hmm. you know, Makes I don't sense. maybe they're like, Hey, Aaron Rodgers, uh, let's try and force them to demand a trade. You know, I mean, Yep. Then so, he looks. Yeah, I, I like that's a that's a great that's a good theory. So I, I don't, you know, I don't really know what they've got going on there, but clearly, it's not it's not a good plan. Um, but I think plenty of teams would like to have Rodgers if if he yeah, became available. Absolutely, I don't um, think anyone would be mad getting him. No, yeah, you're you're definitely right there. Um, but one other thing that's NFL related, we'll kind of move on from the draft. Um. So, since we filmed last week, um, good old Rob Gronkowski, back from the dead. And, of course, he is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. So, our Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, Alex, uh, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> um, it was huge for the franchise. You know, been with them for years. Uh, the, the team really needed it. Just a jolt of energy. <laughs> but, no, Um Honestly, the easiest thing or simplest thing I can say about it is classic, just Tom Brady somehow lurking in the shadows and making this happen. I think it just is so cool that literally Gronk basically said, I'm done with New England. Hey, Tom, if you go anywhere else, I'll come back for you. I mean, that's a true friendship right there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think he he reached the peak of his non-football um endeavors when he won the wwe belt 
Oh, yeah. Um, so it's it's almost like he was thinking, well, there's not much that can top this. I might as well go back and play with Tom Brady. Yeah, it's just like a Gronk move. Like they tried to trade him to the Lions. Gronk is like, no, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna retire. Like I ain't going to Detroit. You know, goes wins the WWE belt, dances with the Laker girls, and then he's like, oh, Tom's going to party in Tampa. Hey, I'm back in. Patriots trade me. Boom. <laughs> You know, it's like no Crazy. one could do that except for Gronk. Yeah. The, um, the the dude just knows how to live, man. I mean, he, everything he does, he just doesn't care. He he does it the way he wants to. And I I don't know. I, I'm such a big fan of Gronk. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't I don't know how, I don't know why, but of course, you know, Tom Brady is gonna be now surrounded by more weapons than he ever has in his career. So it's going to be something to watch next year for sure. Um, but, yeah, we'll go ahead and move on from some of the NFL talk. So um, NBA facilities are officially reopening May 8th to allow some players in to start practicing. Um, I saw some more details come out today that – um, they're only allowing four players in at once and no more. And then no coaches will be allowed. So basically it's just for the players to be able to use the facilities, um, you know, get some shots up, weight room, whatever, uh, which doesn't really make much sense because I assume most of them already have their own. Um, but what, what, what do you guys uh, think about the whole reopening happening? Um, I mean, I think it's a good start. I would say that they're still a, a while away from actually getting the season back going and getting the games rolling again. Um, you know, but I think it's just got to give everyone a little glimmer of hope. Like, hey, we're opening the facilities. They're getting shots up. Like, But like you said, like they have been already because they all have basketball hoops at their house. <laughs> yeah. You know, so well, it's like it's, it's just a little glimmer of hope. My biggest question is, Will Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell go in together as the four? Um, if they go in together, they're both not coming out. <laughs> One's coming out alive, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I, I was actually thinking this. So if they're only going to let four in at once, and let's say you're like a, a team who is like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks, who you know is probably going to make a playoff push here soon, do you like – only let your best players in like, Hey, we want, you know, Giannis and LeBron and Kawhi coming into our facility and they're going to be there. Um, everyone else, we don't really care about you. You're just going to sit, sit the bench anyway. Um, you know, how, how are they going to work like the little rotation there? Well, I think those three players are going to work the rotation. <laughs> I think they're going to be in charge. Like, Hey, uh, LeBron's LeBron will be like, yeah, I want Caruso in here with me. <laughs> I won't come in if he's not in here. You know, it's the same with Kawhi and any other big name player. Like they're gonna choose. I feel like you know the NBA is just kind of taking it day by day, just kind of releasing some stuff, just to kind of keep fans' hope alive, I guess. But mm, honestly, sure. I'm, yeah, I'm not really sure that there's any like real, um, you know, set timeline because nobody really knows what's gonna happen. Exactly. Um, Golf's being played in June. We know that. That yeah, that's Charles true. Schwab, baby. That, <laughs> um, wait. But yes. Yeah, so one one last thing about the NBA here uh, before we move off the NBA. So I don't know if you guys saw um, Patrick Beverly his comments about the team to beat in the playoffs, assuming that they happen. Um, he was asked if the Lakers are the team to beat in the playoffs, and his answer was no. The Lakers are not the team to beat. So that got me thinking. Um, each one of us, real quick, um, give your team to beat in this year's playoffs. Um, Tinch, I know you definitely don't think it's the Lakers just because you're a LeBron hater, so we'll let you go first. Um, I would probably – well, first of all, like you can't blame Pat for saying that because like you got to say – like if you're on a good team, you got to be like, yeah, we're the team to beat, you know, you, confidence-wise. Oh, yeah. um, but I would I would probably say uh, I mean I'm just gonna go with the team with the best record in the NBA with the which is the Bucks. I mean I think they have the best all around player in the league right now, um, and obviously I think they're gonna make it to the finals pretty easy without much problem, which will make them a tough task because that West is gonna be a battle. 
Um, yeah, I mean, don't really can't can't argue much with what you've said there. But uh, Brandon, who's your team to beat? So, um, not a basketball guy, but I'll give this a shot. I think it's going to be the Lakers. Um, they got a white dude who's really good at basketball. So, I mean, that's got to count for something. Um, oh, yeah. And they also have LeBron James. I mean, that guy's kind of good at basketball. So, uh, it's definitely the Lakers. And that Caruso dude, he's like 12, but he also looks like he's 48. So <laughs> Yeah, I think the best part is like not only is he a white dude who's like good at basketball on a good team, but he's also balding, and it makes it so much funnier. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, Big fan of him. Great future. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, Alex, who's your team to beat? Um, it's definitely the Lakers. LeBron was on his destiny mission this year to basically prove even more that he's the greatest of all time. Um, I mean, he is a man on a mission, and I don't think anything nor anyone is going to stop him from that. And also, Pat Beverly is subpar NBA player at best. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and agree with, with Alex and, and Brandon here. Um, so I think it's the Lakers. I think for the last, I don't even know, 10 to 12 years, I think it's basically, eh, maybe not 10 to 12, but you know maybe the last eight, even though the Warriors were great, even though all these teams were great, I feel like, not not just the team to beat, but the player to beat is LeBron. LeBron is the bar. It's always, you know, can this team beat LeBron in the finals? Can, you know, this team stop them? And I think it's less about the Lakers and more just of LeBron. He's, you know, almost in the finals every single year, and he makes teams create super teams to beat him. And the Clippers are yet another example. And... So, you know, I think that uh, the Lakers definitely have to be the the team to beat because of that. But l- little side note here on Patrick Beverly, um, I already didn't like the guy. Uh, he's on the Clippers. Obviously, you guys know I'm a huge Lakers fan, and he is just an annoying little guy that just really makes me angry. But I have been playing just ridiculous amounts of 2K lately. Um, Got to get that sports buzz in there somehow. And so my player, been playing a lot of my player, you know, my career and everything. And currently I am in a playoff series with the Clippers. And every time I score on him, I've been averaging like 40 a game and he's guarded me. Every time I score on him, it's like I feel like I'm actually scoring on the real Patrick Beverly. And it's so satisfying. <laughs> um, you know, and, you know, I'll steal it from him, go down and just dunk it right on him and – I've been really, I've been really, you know, getting that inner satisfaction out of just dominating Patrick Beverly, even though it's a video game. I just can't stand him. Hey, um, whatever works for you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just something to get the get the juices flowing a little bit, you know. But okay, I, I won't go too far down that path. But also, one last thing on the topic of the NBA, um, episode three and four of the Jordan documentary. That came out last night, or I'm sorry, that was two nights ago, um, and I'm all caught up, watched all of it. I don't know if you guys did, but it was basically Dennis Rodman, um, a lot about him, um, a couple other things, but my God, Dennis Rodman, what a guy. Um, did you guys get to watch any of that? Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know I'm not going to miss that. Uh, <laughs> Big, big Jordan guy, but uh, I mean Rodman. There's not really a word to describe him. Um, all I know is like I would love for him to be a teammate of mine. If I ever, you know, if I were to play in the NBA, like I'd want Rodman as a teammate. I mean, yeah, he doesn't score, but I'll take twenty boards and zero points from him. Having my back out there. Yeah, but um, he's just like he's just str- strange. Like, there's nothing that there's no word to describe him. N- no, it, yeah, I mean, strange is definitely an understatement. Um, but no, I mean, D- Dennis Dennis Rodman is who Draymond Green thinks he is. Um, yes, and he's nowhere. He he's nowhere no, close. Yeah, um, Draymond Green's not even close. But you know, I guess l- let him live. Um, but yeah, I think. 
So I think the weirdest part of the documentary yesterday, and obviously, you know, we're a bunch of kids in our early 20s, so we weren't around during this time and we didn't get to see this stuff, you know, firsthand. But it was so bizarre that, you know, Dennis Rodman could, you know, they, they go play a game, you know, they go back to the locker room, change. Dennis Rodman walks down the hallway at the arena and there's just fans, you know, asking for autographs. But Dennis Rodman just has a, a Miller light in his hand and just drinking it, walking through the arena, signing autographs. And it's like, no big deal. Like no one bats an eye. No. So, I mean, times have definitely changed. That's, you know, one of the big takeaways that I got from that. I'm, I feel like it's a little history lesson for me almost, but, um, and there was even a scene where Rodman was in Vegas, which we'll get into that in a second, but he was in Vegas and just walking down the street, drinking a Miller Lite again, big Miller Lite guy, um, my guy. Um, but anyway, then he, you know, finishes it, tosses the can away, and hops on a motorcycle and just drives away. <laughs> and, you know, no one, no one blinked an eye. It was just a, a weird time to be alive, I guess. Um, but anyway, speaking of Rodman being in Vegas, so in the middle of the season, he just told Phil and, and MJ, like, hey, I, I need a vacation. And they compromised, and they let him go to Vegas for 48 hours. And Jordan was like, we knew he wasn't going to be there for 48 hours. We knew it was going to be longer. And he ended up being there for like four days. And you know that Michael needed Dennis Rodman when he shows up at Rodman's hotel room in Vegas, banging on the door to bring him back to the Bulls. <laughs> it's just crazy. Um, I, love how he just, I love how he just walked into that practice in pajamas still. Like, yeah, I'm here. Like, I'm not practicing today, but I'm here, so deal with it. Oh, it's it's just like, imagine if that person, like, imagine if Dennis Rodman existed in today's world, what social media would do. um, I mean, it just blows my mind, some of the things that he he does to this day, even. I mean, the, the only equivalent I can really, like, draw to it from, like, the NBA today would be, like, you know, J.R. Smith goes on a four-day bender to Vegas in the middle of the season, and you got, you know, LeBron beating down his door, and, and J.R. Smith, you know, got his bottle of Henny, and he's, you know, got his got his strippers in the room. That's, that's like, exactly the image that I imagine MJ walked into with oh, Dennis yeah. Rock. Oh, yeah. It's something else. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just a different time. Uh, definitely a weird time in the NBA back then. Anyway, um, we'll move on to something different than the NBA here. So we are obviously big college football guys. That's I think we can all agree that's probably our, our number one sport we like to watch. So college athletic directors this last week, um, 99% of them who were polled, to be exact, believe that there will be college football this season. Um, obviously, that's extremely good news because I feel like the athletic directors are going to have a lot to say about, you know, the whole process of college football coming back and, and college sports coming back because, you know, they're not a pro league. So it's going to be a little different as far as, you know, them being student athletes and everything. Um, you guys have any, any thoughts about college football being back, if it'll be back or, you know, if it's going to start on time or. Yeah, um, obviously extremely exciting if college football were to get canceled um, on a year where I think Ohio State is going to run the table on everyone. I will cry for a long time. That's basically it, just cry. <laughs> um, I think obviously I'm so hopeful and here I think the ADs are going to be the most in the know compared to anyone else involved in athletics, even if it's a reporter who knows a lot of people because – at the end of the day, these college football programs are the biggest revenue driver for these schools. And if college football were just not to happen, there would be a serious, serious issue with funding for a lot, a lot of colleges throughout the entire country. So I think it's a lot bigger than just even the sport aspect. From a business standpoint, these schools literally could not afford to not have college football happen. Yeah, I think I think that's a good point, Alex. And 
I, I'm kind of thinking that the start of the season will be pushed back. And because of that, that same idea that they're going to want fans there because that fan, oh, yeah. those fans, you know, they, they drive that revenue just like you were talking about. And if they're planning on starting when, when the starting date is now, that first week in September, I'm not sure fans will be able to be back yet. You know, hopefully they will be. But I can see them pushing the start date back a couple weeks. Um, that way fans are able to come to the games, and that means either shortening the season, um, maybe, you know, not playing a couple out-of-conference games, or, or I don't know what. But I think there will be college football. I just don't know when it'll start or if there will be fans at all. But if it's on TV, I could care less if there's fans at the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the, the only issue with, the, with college sports coming back, so the NFL, they only make 15% of their revenue from ticket sales. So they can basically you know, run at 85% profit without any fans and be just fine. College football prevent, or, um, produces 75% of their revenue from ticket sales. Yeah, so it is, you know, that's a pretty big chunk. Um, so, you know, for college football to not have fans, that is kind of an issue for them. So they're, you know, I'm sure they are praying that there's going to be some sort of breakthrough with this whole coronavirus where, you know, there's either a vaccine or, you know, you can, I've heard that you'll be tested if you're immune to it or stuff like that. So all that stuff I feel like is going to, is going to play into it. Um, but all right. And now we'll go ahead and move into some segments and on the topic of college football, our trivia questions this week are college football related. Um, I think I went first last week, maybe. So I don't even remember, but, uh, I don't know. Brandon, why don't you go ahead and, and kick it off with your college football trivia question? Yeah, sure. Um, so mine legal pad. Yeah, I got the legal pad in front of me. Don't don't you worry. Um, what is the most points scored in a college football game, an FBS college football game? So, little side note, 1916 Georgia Tech supposedly scored 222 points against Cumberland, beat them 222 to zero, uh, like we discussed prior to recording. Um, but almost had him. Yeah, almost Cumberland. Cumberland tried really hard that game. Okay. Um, but actually stats were not official until 21 years after that. So what in the FBS era, what is the most points scored in an FBS college football game? Oh, wow. Um, is it over a hundred? Total, yes. Well, oh, easy. Yeah, it's total. Come so on. Is, oh. is this going to be... So Wasn't this kind of recent? Yes. Or no? Very, yeah. Oh, very no. It, I know it, who it is. Oh, oh. It was LSU, it Texas A&M. Yep. It was like yep. five yep. overtimes. Yep, that is absolutely uh, right. It was uh, like 74-72 or something like that. Scotty, I was going to guess 100. Yeah. Yep, Scotty, you're dead on the money. Yeah, wow. well, I mean, I told the viewers, we love our college football, so, you know... Yep. That is exactly right. That game it was, was A and M and LSU in 2018. Mm-hmm. L- little uh, little side note about the whole high scoring thing. So actually, that that record could possibly have been a different time. Um, so Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, it was back in like the early 1900s. Michigan just dominated Ohio State, and there was one time that Michigan was beating Ohio State so bad that at halftime Michigan was up like. 80 to nothing and the officials brought the teams together and they were like all right we've had enough let's just go home and they called the game at halftime wow so you can only imagine that game would have gotten well out of hand i mean there's a mercy rule (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so but yeah so anyway just a little uh little extra trivia there but we'll go ahead and go on to the next real question here so alex you want to give us your question yeah for sure so I'll try to make sense of this here. What Division One team, like Division One program, is the winningest program in college football without a national title? Wow. 
Oh, it's Boise State. It is not Boise State. Oh, that was so confident. That was a really good guess, though, because I could easily believe that. I could, too, 100%. Oh, man. Their colors are yellow and I think blue. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm colorblind, so I honestly don't know now that I think about it. <laughs> what? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, are they a is power like, five team? Is are it like, FBS? yeah, I was going to say, FBS. is it? Right, I was going to ask that, Brandon. Um, I got to double check what conference they're in. You gotta double check what conference. Yeah, because they I'm pretty sure they recently switched. Oh. I'm gonna say West Virginia. Tench, you are correct. Wow. Am I really? Yes, you are. That is a hell of a guess. Uh, you were correct on the colors. That's what nice. gave me a hint. <laughs> West wow. Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, they've never I mean, like, how what do you know what they are, are what they are all time on the list for yeah. wins? Yeah, give me one. Because I feel like they're not good. Well, it's just it's not about necessarily all times on the wins. It's just they have the best winning percentage without oh, okay. a title. They are oh. all time. They are six hundred and sixty three and four hundred and forty two and forty five. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, seems about right. I'm a big it, West it, Virginia fan. I love West Virginia. Oh, they they were unreal. I mean, if you were um, Steve Slayton and Pat White. In right. like oh. NCAA, like 05, you couldn't underrated. Be. Oh yeah, that that was probably one of the most electric duos in college football. I actually, I I have them on a bucket list. I want to go watch a game over there in West Virginia just to sing "Country Roads" after they win. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, Tinch, what's your trivia question for us? Um. Well, real quick, Alex, you can answer this one. Who has the longest winning streak ever? Oklahoma, 47 games. Okay, there you go. Well, <laughs> how about this? Who has the longest losing streak ever in how many games? Ooh. Ooh. Is it FBS? It is FBS. Uh, Power 5 school. Power 5 school? Oh, wow. Nice. Rutgers. It won't, it <laughs> oh, yeah. won't be not Rutgers, but <laughs> you are in the right conference. Wow, really? I'm in the right conference as of now? I cannot tell you anymore. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... Illinois. Mm, that is incorrect, but you're moving away from the right me. direction. Oh, okay. If you're looking at a map of the United States from Rutgers to Illinois, you're moving in a good direction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, Nebraska? Uh, nope, you went too far west. No, there's no way. <laughs> it, it's got to be Wisconsin, I think. No, 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 wait. Mm. Northwestern. Northwestern. Northwestern is correct. How many games did they lose in a row before they won one? 80. Oh, no. Not Alex. <laughs> I was shooting 80. for stars. Alex. Well, you got there. I'm going to say 20. You're going to need to cut 80 in half and track some more. 26? 26 is no higher than 26. Oh, my gosh. It's 28 games. Mm, it is in the 30s. 34. Wow. What? 34. I think said it. 34 is correct. Can you? Oh. Could you imagine going three seasons without a win? Oh, that's more than three seasons because you're not getting bowl games or anything like that. I mean, I'm devastated when Ohio State loses one or two a year. Yeah. Um, Can that, you imagine? What's the point 34? of having a team? Like, no yeah. offense to those players, but what's the point of having a team? No, no, all the I, offense I mean, to those players. I mean, at a point, do you just like start rooting for your team to lose so you can just be like, "Hey, like this is going to be incredible one day." You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, do you just like, "I hope we lose. I hope we lose forty in a row." <laughs> I know the like, problem. You- the problem is, is when you're continually losing all those games. It, it's not like the NFL where you're getting number one draft picks. Your recruiting is actually falling off. Yeah. So you're well, just yeah. after, losing, after and you're just year, continually getting bad. After that first year of going defeated, like, ain't no one coming to play for you. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, I'll go ahead and give my trivia question. I had some trouble picking this one. There's a few that I wanted to throw at you guys. 
I might even sprinkle in a bonus if, if we get this one in enough time. But um, oh since since 2000, who is the winningest program in college football in terms of winning percentage? Since 2000? Since 2000. The Buckeyes. Um, you are close. Ohio State's actually number two. It's Alabama. It is not Alabama. Alabama Notre Dame is actually then? tied for six. Not Notre Dame. No. Um, is it with Alabama the right conference? Um, no. Dang, oh, USC. Also not USC. God damn. Texas. <laughs> That's also a no. no Good Lord. You got to think the teams who like haven't. I mean, Texas had some bad years in there. Not really. Early 2000s, Texas was net. Oh, wait, no. Because they had bad years. Though. It's yeah, since it 2000, though. Yeah. You know, so Ohio State's two. So wow. it has, it's, it's, a, it's a team that is – they're never bad. They're never just god-awful or, like, have one down year. I was Literally, thinking, but, like, uh, Miami, but Miami's bad now. Like, I mean, I don't really remember this team early on, but what about, like, Oregon? It is not Oregon. Is it LSU? LSU's four. Dang. They're not, in, they're not in the SEC, you nutsack. Oh, I didn't hear that part. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No is it, all right. No, never mind. I'm done guessing. Go ahead. Clearly, I have stumped you guys, and I thought that I would have given it away earlier, but it's Boise State. Oh, mm-hmm. duh. Yeah, so you guys are idiots. I literally said it earlier, and I was so confident in that answer because it was the answer to mine. Um mm. Yeah, but wow. hey, no, Boise State's a great school. I'm, yeah. I went there for a Road to Glory, and I've won the Heisman a couple times. My QBR <laughs> is through the roof. I thought you were being so serious. I was like, oh, you visited? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, Boise State has been 197 and 38 since wow. 2000. And actually, I think this article is slightly outdated. So I think just this past season, Ohio State actually passed them. Um, but I think this was before last season. But either way, they so just think the last the last twenty years they lost thirty eight games. Yeah, and Northwestern lost thirty four in a row at one yes. point. Yeah, that's awesome. So wow, hey, good for so, the Broncos. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the next segment. Um, so we're doing one got to go. Uh, it's another one of these social media trends. Hopping on the bandwagon. Um. So we, we've already had some pretty heated debate as we were talking about which one of these to do. Um, so courtesy of our boy Tinch, we are doing one got to go. You have to get rid of one of the four seasons. So summer, fall, winter, spring. And if you get rid of that season, you lose the weather. So, you know, if you get rid of summer, you don't get any of the, the good weather. Um, but you also lose any sports that happen in that season. So, for example, you know, if, if I get rid of fall, I miss out on the entire football season, but I still get to see the Super Bowl, for example, which happens in winter. So I have a feeling this is going to get very heated. Um, you know what, Andrew? Let's, let's start it off with you, since this was your idea. One's got to go. What, which season are you getting rid of? Uh... I mean, obviously it's tough, but if I have to get rid of one, I'm going winter. Oh, um, oh and, no. And be, because, I mean, basketball is my favorite sport. Like, I love to coach basketball and stuff. But I feel like, yes, I would miss out on the college football playoff and the Super Bowl. But really, those are like the only two important sporting events I would miss. The, and those and are the two the best two biggest sporting events, sporting events well, of the year. See, see, for me, March Madness. I love March Madness, and nothing can top March Madness. Wow. I need March Madness oh more than God. I need the Super Bowl. Oh, and okay, Andrew, so we're, we're big football and, guys. And mm. the weather. And the weather. I could, I'm good without the winter weather. Okay, well, that, I don't that, that. that, part, that part's fine. I can't argue with that part. The weather, okay, sure. But, Andrew, watching the whole college football season – and NFL season, and then not getting to watch the playoff and the Super Bowl, yeah. which are the best parts, is like getting the first 95% of a blowjob <laughs> and then not the last five. 
So, I just don't. I just if I had to if I had to pick, I would. I'd rather see a bunch of. I mean, if you pick any other season, you're missing a lot of important sporting events, like more than just two of them. The fact that my argument didn't sway you, I see where you stand. Um, Yikes. Well, and, and also, you got to think, like, my, my team, like the Texans, they're probably not making a Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely okay, but not. We're Ohio no, State no, no. fans. Ohio State fans, but we all know they get screwed every time they get in the college football playoff. Wow. Well, except for that time I mean, we beat but Homie, homie caught it and fumbled, but, well, yeah, that's, I don't want to we'll get mad again we'll every year, let's, every let's other not. year. Well, so I'm going winter. Winter's getting winter's getting the boot. Oh, oh man, oh man, not a good choice. Uh, all right. Well, oh, and just to clarify, so winter is going to be our December through February, correct? Yeah. 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 So okay. Like December, January, February. Okay. Is going. All right. Um, we'll, we'll go ahead and move on to Alex. Um, Alex, what season are you getting rid of? Uh, this is so difficult. Because I absolutely love the summer months for weather purposes. Like, that's when I just am at my most happy in life. I but, agree. So I can't get rid of it. But <laughs> I will be getting rid of spring weather and sports. Oh, wow. I mean, <sighs> that's no that masters. Is, yeah, the no masters. No masters. Well, no March Madness. No March Madness. That's the big one. Oh my god, guys! I'm getting rid of the Masters, March Madness, and my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> See ya! Wow. See ya! That's how much I so love wait, the summer. Do, do you do you never age if you get rid of your birthday month? Ooh. Like you just Ooh. tricked, yep, tricked all you guys, Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. That that's. I, I might I might be with you there, Alex. Um. You know what? Uh, well, I will say one more thing. Out of all, like the Masters is the is the biggest thing I would miss. I don't. I could go without Match Madness easily. Oh, what? Wow. Yeah, easily. Uh, I I think I would have to agree with Alex on that one. I think the Masters would be the hardest part for me if I were to give up spring. Wow. Oh my goodness, you guys are wow. Clearly not degenerate gamblers. Um, I can already <laughs> tell that. Um, but all right, Brandon, we'll go ahead and let you tell us yours then. So I'm actually going to get rid of summer, and it's the easiest decision I've ever made. Wow. wow. Easiest decision. Uh, yeah, because the only thing I'm really missing is the NBA playoffs. Uh, and the U.S. Open and the, and the Open, British Open. Yeah, but really the only master that I care about is the Masters. <laughs> No, you mean the only major I care about is the Masters. Um, and then, like, weather wise, I, I enjoy playing golf, like, in the spring and in the fall. I love fall golf more than anything. So, yeah, but you're, you're, by not having the summer months, you are eliminating months of the year that you can always play golf. Right, right. So you're ba- yeah, I mean, but- okay. So let's see. You can play golf, you know, probably usually starting around March. So you're only getting, so you're getting rid of summer. So you're able to play March, April, May. So there's your three months, and then you can play in the fall. I'm I'm gonna say maybe November, maybe not a couple of days. But yeah, yeah. So let's I just mean- go ahead and you're basically getting rid of almost half of your months that you can play golf, and that yeah. is brutal. I yeah, got all twelve. But- but at the True same winter. at the same thing at the same time though, I I played at least one round of golf every month of last year. Like I'm not afraid to go play out in thirty degree weather. That's just well, neither, neither am I, but it's not fun. <laughs> See, I don't mind it. Like it's fun to me. I don't really care that much. All right. Like, well you're a psychopath. Uh, well, that's clearly I'm just a golf guy. Well, I don't care if you're a golf guy or not playing golf and 30 degree weather. It's not a golf guy's missing half of the major championships. I'm not missing the Masters. That's on equal. That's on e- that's on equal playing ground with the other three. They're all major and I'm championships. Also not missing the Ryder Cup. Actually, you're missing the PGA too because they move that. So, I'm not missing the Ryder Cup and the Masters. Oh wait, wait. The- I can I can understand the summer. If it wasn't for the weather, summer would easily be gone. 
I'm telling you, summer-wise, you're missing the least amount of sports that are important. Like sporting events that are important. I need, I need the weather. But spring, you even get teased. Spring, yeah, you get think. teased with some summer weather. Yeah, it's 71 day, and then that, that night, it's 30. Yeah, I don't like being teased. <laughs> no. <laughs> you think I go to a bar just to get teased by a girl? <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I'll I'll go ahead and, and throw my two cents in here. So this is extremely tough, extremely tough. But I think, oh, God, I'm, I'm even having a, a, a change of thought here. I think I'm going to have to go with spring. Um, wow. I think I'm going to have to. So, you know, I love March Madness, and that's arguably – the best sports weekend of the year, that opening weekend of the tournament. But I love my summer weather. Um, something that's underrated here that I don't think anybody mentioned about the summer is going to a bar or restaurant and being able to like sit outside like in the evening and oh, yeah. hang out. Or, you know, the, there's a, there's a bar that we go to um, that has cornhole outside. And that's always, that's always nice to be able to, you know, in the summer, getting in the evening, um, you need. So summer. I think, I think that is probably what put summer over the top for me. But and I'm off. That that kind of helps me. Oh, that, that I mean, that's, oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's a big one for you. But the poor thing. No, I, dig. Yeah, I think I'm with Alex. I think I got to go spring. Um, I think mm. I think any of us. I think we can all agree. Like you, you'd have to be a psycho to pick fall just because it's football season. So. But yeah, I, I like what would you do on Saturdays and Sundays in the fall? Like, uh, I mean, uh, I, probably I what I do on Saturdays and Sundays in the spring and summer, which is nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are going to go ahead and move on to a new segment. Um, I have a feeling we're going to have new segments every week that, as we go along, we think are funny or decide that. You know, it's a good idea to do this. So last week, um, out of nowhere, we we cut it out of the podcast um, for a reason that may or may not actually be true. So last week, Brandon, out of nowhere, just, hey, guys, how old do you think Kim Jong-un is, uh, the, the leader of North Korea? And so he ended up being something like, I don't know, 36, was it, Brandon? Uh, I believe he was 36. Yeah, so yeah. something in his 30s. So anyway, Brandon was, you know, his whole point was, wow, you, you wouldn't have thought he was that young. And, well, the reason I cut it is because the next day came out that uh, Kim Jong-un was in critical condition. Like, he could be dead right now. We we don't really know that for sure. Um, so I thought it was a, maybe a little insensitive. Also, don't want the North Korean uh, feds coming after me because, you know, we filmed right when it was happening, so don't don't want that blood on our hands. But anyway, we're we're gonna try this segment out. So Brandon is gonna see if he can get us here, and we are gonna try and guess the age of some random person that he throws at us. So Brandon, yes. take it away. So this week, I uh, went a little different route. So. How old do you guys think that Sandra Bullock is? Oh, Sandra Bullock. Yes, very, very good looking. Yeah, so I, I feel like we're, she's definitely going to be older than we think. She's one mm-hmm. of those, she ages well, kind of like Jennifer Aniston. Um, I'm going to go with 56. Oh, I think, I, think that, I think that's a good one. That might be on money. Uh Anything, uh, Alex? Alex, go ahead. I'll go. Alex, go I'll go fifty-four. Okay, well, that leaves me no choice but to go with fifty-five. <laughs> Andrew, actually, you no. are dead right. All right, yeah, absolutely. I knew that. Um, we we gave it to him. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, we set you up real well there. You one hundred percent. Sandra Bullock um, is fifty-five. Done without you guys, um, big Sandra Bullock fan. Name yeah, one movie wow. she's in. The Blind Side. Nice. Dang. Quick, quick on your feet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
But, well, I mean, she definitely does not look 55. So oh, no. She does no, not. Not, not yep. at all. Um, all right. Well, we will go ahead and finish off the show with good old Tinch's hot take of the week. Really looking forward to this one. Week one wasn't so so hot of a take, I feel like. It was lackluster. Week two, you really followed it up with a, with a good blazing hot take with the whole Joe Burrow situation. So, all right, Andrew, blow us away. Uh, so I'm going away from the sports again, so hopefully hopefully it's better than my, my week one. But my hot take is Kroger chocolate milk just isn't good. Oh, uh, I know what? there's a lot of Kroger chocolate milk lovers, but um, I had to create a drink called Chite because of Kroger chocolate milk because I think it's too chocolatey. So I add a little white milk in the water down, what? and I call it Chite. Wow. The Do you only also mix your protein with water? <laughs> the only straight chocolate milk that is good is Trumu chocolate milk. And Trumu is the best, without a doubt, chocolate milk. Trumu is, is average at best. <laughs> Kroger hey, chocolate milk. Nice plug. Wow. Um, can, I, can I chime in here? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so you don't like chocolate. I don't Brandon. like chocolate. So <laughs> there is no chocolate milk that is good. Chocolate milk is from the devil himself. Wow. Chocolate milk is trash and okay. white milk wow. is the way to go. Okay. I mean, it's racist, but Okay. I just yeah, True Moo being the best is honestly a worse take than the Kroger not being good. <laughs> well, I mean, I well, I think there's only there's only one real answer when it's what is the best chocolate milk and it's it's obviously Kroger. Um so any any of them besides that, I I refuse to drink any chocolate milk besides Kroger chocolate milk. It's just, it's just do like, me a favor and try some chite sometime. I just will just not. add a little white milk in there and it'll blow you away. It'll be your new go to drink at dinner. At dinner? What? Oh yeah. And what? This except All right. any time of the day, really. Here, it, well, this is literally what I picture: Tench sitting at his family dinner with chicken nuggets, mac and cheese <laughs> from the box, and a glass of this apparently this chite milk drink that he has created. Well, throw some corn and potatoes and some crescent rolls in there, and you're on the money. Okay, okay. Speaking of, since we're on the food topic and some hot takes, um, that reminded me. So b- back in high school, we used to have a, a team meal at like a, a Chinese buffet every year for basketball. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, Brandon knows where this is going. So Brandon, being the picky eater he is, you know, we go to the Chinese buffet. Obviously, everyone's getting like orange chicken, you know, teriyaki chicken and all that good stuff, rice. Brandon comes back to the table with a piece of pepperoni pizza, oh. <laughs> mashed potatoes, <laughs> and corn. At a Chinese buffet. Uh, I mean, I should laugh because, like, that's exactly what I would get there. Being oh, what? What are you this guys is 100% doing? True. This I'm not a big 100%. Chinese guy. You just don't like. I don't food. trust it. <laughs> I love chicken and pizza and donuts. Like okay. I said, Andrew has the diet of a twelve-year-old. Brandon, you can't really talk because I was making fun of you in this scenario. <laughs> I understand, but I do eat food. I just don't like Chinese food. But all Chinese all food is is chicken track. and rice with some sauce. It's, yeah, but it's it's like a sketchy chicken. Then I'm just saying that you can <laughs> so make. So wait, you you're you're your telling food. me that you're you're less sketched out by the so-called pepperoni pizza, mashed potatoes, and corn from a Chinese restaurant than the Chinese food itself. One time, a great friend told me there's no such thing as bad pizza. I, I did say oh. that. Oh. Well. <laughs> and that is, I, I stand by that to this day and always will. Oh, man. Well, we'll have to, we'll, we'll have to do some kind of a, a food debate next week. Obviously, we don't have sports to talk about, so we're going to have to find some stuff to talk about. I'd do a whole episode um, of food. Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do like a food special next week or something <laughs> like that. Um, but yes, I'm about so, to have second dinner just talking about it. <laughs> I got a zebra cake waiting for me, <laughs> bro. I'm about to get the biggest bowl of honeycombs. 
Oh my god. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all we've got for this week's episode. Um I feel like we had a, a little bit of some contentious debate to, uh, toward the end about some random stuff, but we maybe will be having a food only episode coming at you guys next week. Um but that's all we've got for this week and see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.